0: morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening on 87.6, 87.8, or 88, right across Australia, and you're listening to The Breakfast Show. You're joined by none other than myself, Lawson, and across from me, I've got none other than. Blair lemke Blair, thank you for coming in and joining us this morning. Good morning, good after, to be here. Uh, after a while of not being in here. I mean, you've never had a, necessarily a regular gig in here. It's always been a little bit irregular. That's right. But that's what we love you for. We can just call you up and be like, hey man, you want to you come in and, and do some radio with us?
1: That's it. The random fill in.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And you always do a good job. So we called you again. What are you grateful for this morning?
1: Oh, so many things. I'm so thankful to be uh, having a home that I can sleep in. Although last <laughs> night I had... Um, didn't get too much sleep. I was working on an assignment, so I didn't get uh-huh. too much, but I'm still <laughs> thankful the, that to have a bed vibe, to use dude. when I can. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I know the feeling. It is it is assignment season at the moment, building up to, well, at Avondale mid-semester break. you Are are you a Newcastle Uni student? You're an Andrews student?
1: Yeah, I'm a Newcastle Uni student, an uh, Andrews University student in the US, and a UNSW student uh, University of New South Wales. You are
0: wearing some serious hats. You are going to go to some serious graduation. That is amazing. Oh, that is awesome. Also, I know that you were down at Hive on the weekend.
1: That's right. It was fantastic. Mm. Amazing conference all about inspiring young entrepreneurs to use their businesses for God. And it was awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, I had some people that were down there that I knew I was that were texting me right throughout the conference talking about how incredible it was and how much they were blessed. I know that I have had a week of study, a week of preparation, but God is good. And this weekend on Sunday, my two amazing friends, Harry and Johanna, are going to be married. Johanna is actually a regular listener here on the show. She texts in multiple times a month. And so, shout out those guys. I'm going to be the MC at the wedding. Hello,
1: Johanna. And I'm praying at the wedding. Oh, so. praise
0: God. We do. We're, we're involved. Of course, we're church family, you know. Of course. Newcastle Uni Church. Shout out those guys. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It is early in the morning. It is seven AM, and we are going to give you your first opportunity to get in for the amazing prizes this week. So, beginning with our first clue, what city am I? Onisophor? How, how would you pronounce his name? On a, On a, I, That's how I usually say it. On. Yeah,
1: I'd have to see it on, on the yeah.
0: paper. Yeah, o- Like.
1: Oh yes, yeah, you're onto it. I'm
0: I'm onto it. Yeah. Okay, because I've heard multiple pronunciations. This one in Onisimus as well. There 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 are people who are all over the spectrum in terms of pronouncing this name. But Onisophorus ministered to Paul while he was in this city. So. Bring us right to the New Testament here. If you know if you know where they are, if you know what's going on. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. And we have some incredible prizes to give you. The first of which being the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation. Oh nice. A Bible study journal.
1: Oh that's fantastic. So essentially
0: they look like this. It's this Bible study journal. You have in the top section. The verses from Daniel and Revelation, then underneath a bunch of space and lines and whatnot where you can make notes, you can put in commentaries. It's like an epic, amazing book. We are enabling to become you to become your own theologian, essentially.
1: That's perfect because you need to take a lot of notes when you're studying the books of Daniel That's and right. Revelation.
0: That's right, and they're so necessary to study. Absolutely. Right? What is what does the Revelation chapter one say? It is given to us as a blessing. So we have that book, and then we also have the KJV Bible with Mark. Mark. Mark Finley study helps. Not only you can become your own Bible theologian, you can become your own Bible teacher. Oh man! With the help of Mark Finley, one of the greatest evangelists, that's an amazing
1: gift. Uh, Can I call in?
0: Uh no, no. You spoke. You could have called in yesterday, but now you've spoken on the show and you've forfeited your rights to be able to. Also, you probably know the answer to the quiz because (laughs) you skimmed a a look at the answer. But hey, you are listening to the breakfast show, and Bruce and Liz have already gotten it correct. Nice. Dude, they are, they are guns. They are well in. That's good form. That's right. They are well into getting this prize. So 0491 064 669. Of course, if you answer the quiz earlier, you get more points. The later you answer the quiz, we're going to give easier and easier clues throughout the, throughout the show. The later you answer, the less points you get. But hey, one entry is enough to win. So 0491 064 669. ministered to Paul while he was in this city.
1: Blair, how do you feel about needles? Not a fan. Not a fan? No, I avoid them wherever possible. Do you give blood? Yes. Yes, mm. I do. I've given blood on probably five or six occasions mm. and dreaded it each time.
0: <laughs> you see that that bag like rocking back and forth and filling up and you're like, oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. Not, not a fan at all.
0: Yeah, I think for me it's, it's always just the sting. I'm like, I like tense up when the when the needle comes. It's it's pretty gnarly. Now, uh, needles have been something that has the, the incre the use of them have definitely increased over the last couple of years with the, the rollout of the COVID vaccine. And, you know, lots of people have varying opinions on whether that is a good thing or a bad thing. Now in that space there has just been made, or rather updated, because this is quite old technology that was that they stopped using around the time of the the fifties and the sixties, and that is that they can blow a vaccine into your mouth using this thing. It's called a, it's literally called a jet. Whoa! They they blow it as a puff of air towards your face, and then you are vaccinated. Right.
1: <laughs> So is this has this passed? No more needles. It's
0: it's well, it's currently in development, but is again, this is old technology that they used to use. But they were like, oh, it can be sometimes painful to like suck in the vaccine and whatnot.
1: So it's like one of those nasal spray things or something.
0: Yeah, that's right. It well, this jet shoots yeah, this puff of air directly at your face, and then you, and then and then apparently you're good to go. Okay, now.
1: Again, I mean, if it gets rid of needles, I'm
0: all for it. If it gets rid of needles, but the question is, well, the application of this, you know, you can't take blood using a puff yes. of air in your face. So the express application of this would be either like, you know, certain medications or drugs for palliation like morphine and whatnot. Uh, but the big one that they're targeting is, is vaccination. So all they have to do is blow you with a puff of air. Now, I know that there are plenty of people who are, on the side of vaccination, there are plenty of people who are not on the side of vaccination. But not to not to get too worried and not to get too I mean, conspiracy theory. Can they start
1: like just puffing this yeah. in everyone's faces? Like as they what, walk you in know, the shops? You or? walk
0: in the shop. You you walk through security <laughs> at the airport, and they just you know, surely they give you would a never puff. go to those. Lengths. You walk into the doctor's office, just like you know. Wow. Oh, that's deep. I was I was thinking about this. I was like. Because from a science perspective, if you could have the ability to give someone medicine through a forum that is easier than needles, it's like, hey, go for it. Even though needles are so effective. And what what their research, and what they've found, what they've been saying is, oh, yes, needles are effective because it goes immediately into the bloodstream. But we've created a version of this puff of air that is... Again, so effective that it works in the same way and does the same thing. And,
1: you know, the thing is as well with needles, it could be a barrier to entry for some people who have fears, mm-hmm. you know.
0: But now it's like, hey, and, and again, there's many applications in which this is a good thing. But then, then I'm like, oh, conspiracy theory hat. <laughs> they're, they're, man, they're, they're just going to get you. They're just going to blow it in your face and then there you go. So... Hey, let us know what you think. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Is this fantastic technology? Is this scary technology? How do you feel about needles? How do you feel a bit about getting puffed in the face with, you know, medicine and whatnot? There's already areas in which we do this. Like for those who have asthma. Asthma puffer. Yeah, that's right. They, they get a hit of adrenaline, you know, cause you can, you can inject adrenaline, but they get a hit of adrenaline down the windpipe and that opens it right up again. Yeah, so, I mean, look
1: if we, if, if, it, if it still can be self-administered, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a really good point. The ability to self-administer as well, because you don't need to be. I guess needles are too dangerous for people. You don't need to be a professional. So, but but then it just it opens up all kinds of possibilities and situations. So, give us give, let us know what you think. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. I mean, I'm on a bit of a health news. Trend, You know, each, each day of the week when we talk about good news in different areas, we talk about the environment, we talk about good news in the areas of people just doing generally charitable things, we talk about good news in the area of technology, and usually, yeah, we relate them back to ultimately the way that God has blessed us and worked in this world to, to do amazing things. But also, I have some good news here from the area of health again in regards to stem cell treatment. Now, stem cell treatment is has been one of the most interesting, growing areas of the medical field because of the things that they're able to achieve from stem cells, which is which has been very, very interesting. It has raised a lot of ethical questions absolutely. Uh, and I think that well, whilst it has raised a lot of ethical questions simultaneously, a lot of stem cell research has been mostly done using. Natural means, and what I what I mean by that is because a lot of stem cells are harvested from deceased fetuses, but if they have come from naturally deceased fetus, which is an unfortunate occurrence in our world as a result of sin but stem cell research has just a, a, a new paper has just come out new research has just come out and new trials have just been done where the the use of stem cells has the ability to reduce the inflammation that causes heart disease heart attacks oh, wow. and strokes by fifty eight percent wow so so essentially by engaging in this stem cell treatment, you reduce your ability if you're an at risk person, you reduce the capability of those things happen on average by fifty that's huge that's massive that percentage. is Huge. Now, obviously, using stem cells, it's they have the ability to program those cells to speak into those areas and to heal them. Or in this particular scenario and situation, it's reducing inflammation. And I think, you know, when I reflect on this, obviously, <laughs> stem cells come from a sad result of death. But simultaneously, the, the way that they're able to be used, it's almost like we, we come from a God who has made provision for death to even, you know, recycle the unfortunate results of death to be able to help those still alive, to get them through. So, again, hey, give us your thoughts, 0491-064-669. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And now we have another clue for the quiz. Here we go. What city am I? The Lord told Paul... That, as he had testified in Jerusalem, so he must also testify in this city. If you know where it is, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. Of course, we have our amazing prizes to win today in the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, the Bible study journal, as well as a KGV Bible with Mark Finley study helps for enabling you to be your own theologian, be a Bible teacher as well, to get out there and to share your faith. If you have the desire to do that, or if you have the desire to study these books and know what the Bible says, 0491 064 669 is the number to call or text. But again, we are going to continue on with the show. Oh, just quickly that 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 clue. It was that Paul was told by God that he would be both a witness in Jerusalem and this city as well. Blair, what's Lawson? What's going on? What's what's happening in the the worldwide web of news?
1: Breaking news. Well, one story that has absolutely captured my attention mm-hmm. today is. And I just can't wait to get your thoughts on it. Uh-huh. Um, the Some big tech experts have called pause on the big uh, AI race, the ChatGPT. You would have heard of it. You've heard of ChatGPT? Oh, my friend, It is. it has been
0: my addiction. Uh, <laughs> for, for, for the, especially when it came out, like Lyle and I were doing radio here. And for a good week, like we would come in every day and just be like, I got chat GPT to do this. I got oh, chat GPT to do that. Don't like, tell
1: me you're getting them to write your scripts for Faith FM. Uh
0: he's not writing the scripts. He she it is not writing the scripts for Faith FM. It's uh it's occasionally helping me with my assignments. Yes, yes. Not because
1: Finding not, some research tools. Uh, and- yeah,
0: like uh well specifically I, I put I put uh, like a paragraph in my essay, and I'm like, clean up grammar, because yes. the problem with ChatGPT is that it has 2021 data in it; it doesn't have live data, That's right. and so you can't just say write a report on this random obscure journal article, a journal article that it doesn't know.
1: Well, this is the thing, and of course, uh, the artificial intelligence has absolutely taken the world by storm yeah. over the last. It's been
0: months. the the booming industry, and ChatGPT, like as soon as it debuted, it was. So shocking. Microsoft was like, oh, we'll have that and bought them for billions of dollars.
1: So what's fresh today is that some of the biggest names in tech Mm. are calling for AI labs to stop the training Mm. and to stop moving forward for at least six months to put a pause on it, citing profound risks to society and humanity. And Uh some of the people that have come onto this, names like Elon Musk, Bill Gates, um, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak and Mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. And so big tech experts are saying, it's, it, it's going too fast. It's going this too fast. This is getting fast. out of hand. Something seriously bad could happen. Uh, and they're, they're worried about what this will, will look like for humanity.
0: Now, whenever names like this, like the names of the CEOs of the largest companies in the whole world are opting people to stop doing something, I look at it also from a business angle, like... Are there going to be new companies that will pop up and surpass these these companies, you know, in in rapid and viral rates as a result of the exploding of AI? And so I'm worried about that. But I would like to know what what are they saying is the actual risk here?
1: Well, this is part of the concern is that this is, is this very point that people in the it's like an arms race for who will get the quickest uh-huh. how be able to utilize the technology for financial gain, and so shortcuts are being made in terms of safety and protocol uh-huh. and so the concern is that this technology could get out of hand if not managed correctly uh-huh. to the point that it i mean we've seen the movies right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and you know it's it's yeah they're, they're saying we need to put some regulation around mm-hmm. this so that it doesn't get out of hand
0: but i'm i'm interested to know like because those movies whether it's you know Avengers Age of Ultron like that movie is literally about ai going crazy and killing people Uh, What's the other one? Terminator is the other big one. Like, these two kind of pop culture landmarks of the evils and the dangers of AI. There is a part of me that says, what does AI even have access to that can kill us? Like, ChatGPT can write stuff. Dolly can make photos. Like, I feel as though the only way that you could put AI into a position in which it could be dangerous and hurt us as if it's dealing with live data. But this is this is difficult thing on the other side. If, if AI becomes sophisticated enough to, uh, surpass it, I, I don't think it'll ever surpass the autonomous ability of humans. It's like a calculator is better than humans at doing mathematics, but it doesn't mean it's smart. I don't think artificial intelligence can ever surpass that. But at doing a specific task, if it surpasses humans, which in many tasks it does, I think of like the ability for, if you give it the right parameters, like the AI to hack into a bank or a company or to hack into a government, military, whatever. Again, like a lot of movies put forward. I guess that's where it gets scary. So, but I'm like, okay, so you slow AI down, but who's to say that AI isn't already at the capability to do something like that?
1: Yeah, well, this is the part that I guess we as plebs don't know. Who slows it down?
0: <laughs> like, this is the thing. It's like, what what research do they stop? Like, because there's simultaneously companies like OpenAI and whatnot working on this technology. But then also in the 21st century, it has like one of the biggest industries that we've been pushing for is tech independence and so we're like here in Australia it's like if you want to go and do a computer science degree you can do it for next to nothing They're like this kind of subsidies from hex on computer science degrees at the same level of like nursing like nursing is like such a vital industry that they have such great need of like computer science is in the same so you've gone and armed all these people with the knowledge and the ability to be able to work in this industry and now you're just like and independently as well both Yeah, you've, there's also the tools to do that independently. And so then there's the thing of, oh, hey, now everyone just like stop what you're doing so that uh, us big rich companies can, uh, can make sure everything's safe and okay. Uh, for everyone, so
1: yeah, well, this is part of the issue because the open AI you mentioned there is one of the big companies, and of course, Elon Musk co founded this, mm. and he, now he's saying he's gone sour on it all. He's saying yeah. it's it's it's, and the whole idea was that it would be open source, but yes. it's kind of moved to more of a model where there is uh closed and it's financial gain, yep. and so all of this is because it was part bought by the Microsoft.
0: That was, the, that was the deal, it was bought by Microsoft, and they were like, all right, now you have to pay.
1: That's it, mm-hmm. so. So the commercialization of it and and the lack of regulation is part of the concern. So what do you think?
0: Yeah. Oi, let us know, 491 I think that when, when we read in the Bible that, you know, knowledge shall increase. Men shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. And that is a knowledge of God's word. Uh, that is also a, I believe, a mean knowledge throughout the the average knowledge and understanding throughout the world, and and what we see is that when we when we take into a biblical perspective of yes, Adam and Eve being so close to perfection had far bigger and more powerful brains than us to do all that, but we stand now on the shoulders of millennia of research, which led to that like millennia, millennia, and millennia of research, and of the world being mostly the same for those thousands of years ultimately then led to the boom of the industrial the, the the industrial revolution now we've seen the technological revolution and in the very short time like when when it was during the era of the industrial revolution where adventism came from mm. and the heightened look at jesus coming back soon because of the fulfillment of the signs of the times and i feel as though it's like, oh, man, for for someone in the industrial age Mm -hmm. to to go from riding horseback to seeing a train that could go 20 miles per (laughs) hour, and then, like, by the end of Ellen White's lifetime, say, by the end of of early pioneers of... And and Adventism, by the way, has its effect and influence throughout the rest of Christianity. Like, there is definitely throughout all of Christianity the heightened view and understanding that Jesus is coming soon. Whether Whether you're a Catholic, an evangelical, a Mormon, like... The, we, we, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, we, we all see it. We Absolutely. all see, look at the world that we're in. Um, but I think of those like early Adventist pioneers, like an Ellen White say, she grew up with the common technology of the time being horseback and died around the time of the invention of the airplane. And not, not only the, that's, that's, that's nothing 19, 1908 was like, but by the end of World War One airplanes with machine guns on them. Yeah. So and now it's like like wow like talk about the increase and we've come to the time now where we tricked rocks how to think AKA we've created computers and uh, and those rocks who know how to think are now thinking by themselves so we it's a crazy world <laughs> definitely every day Hold that, on. every day that goes past we can see clearly that Jesus is coming soon. absolutely you're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM positively different and we are going to have another clue for the quiz paul lived by himself with a soldier to guard him in this
1: city oh we're getting closer and closer to the answer yeah
0: yeah 100 it's getting it's getting easier and easier maybe you're still you're still thinking man where is this where is this place? But definitely as, as you stick around for the next hour. And of course, at the end of the next hour, like around 8.45, we're going to be having our draw. And these are your last opportunities to get in and it will just get easier and easier. So make sure you, you stay tuned, stay in the zone
1: and maybe try typing into chat GPT.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that would be cheating and you would have to live with that on your conscience, but, uh, yeah, have a have a think about it. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine again. That clue Says was the
1: guy who used it for his assignments. No, <laughs> to correct
0: my grammar. Oh, that's, you, right, it, that's it, right. it, it does not have the ability to. <laughs> if it was writing, if I was like studying, I don't know, like medicine or mathematics or something like that, more general topics. Yeah, but in a theology degree, it it struggles. It struggles. Hey, 0491 0491-064-669. Paul lived in this city by himself with a soldier. To guard him, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Now, Blair, we've got some more things to talk about. We
1: have got breaking news. Video has just emerged of some security guards walking away from a fire that killed th- up to thirty nine inmates at a detention center in Mexico. This oh is, wow! It's crazy. So there's, there's this detention center and a migrant center in mm-hmm. Mexico, and um, you know it housed bunches, diff- all sorts of people from across South America, mm-hmm. um, you know, Guatemala, Honduras, Venezuela, El Salvador, all sorts of people that are mm-hmm. migrating or whatever, um, in this immigration detention centre facility, and they were kind of protesting about being, not having enough information, when are we get, going to get free, when we get resolved? And so they stacked up all their mattresses on the sides mm-hmm. of the jail cell walls and actually lit them on fire and as a bit of a protest, thinking that this would get the attention of the guards. It did get the attention of the guards, but... They watched. Wow. They watched, and uh, some walked away, and it, it the fire ended up killing uh, around thirty nine people. Wow. Isn't that, that is crazy? Terrible. Isn't that insane? Now,
0: ah, oh. you know, for me, it's like thirty nine people dying anywhere is a tragedy. Absolutely. This isn't a jail. Like this isn't a prison. I want to. I want to be like super clear with that. Like. These people aren't like criminal prisoners. They have potentially committed a crime, which is trying to cross...
1: Illegally immigrate. Like illegally
0: immigrate. But there's a whole host of reasons why people do that. But is the death penalty warranted for something like that? And was that what they were expecting? Definitely not. So So the video shows
1: two people dressed as guards rushing into the camera frame and at least one of of the um, uh, migrants appears... By the, the a gate on the other side, mm. you know, you're seeing the video there. Uh, but the guards didn't appear to make any effort to open the cell doors and, and basically just walk away from the clouds of smoke. Uh, and then, yeah, the death toll comes out shortly after 39. Wow. That is awful.
0: So, is there is there any reparations for this? Obviously, it's a pretty controversial story. Well, it's come to
1: the intention of the United Nations, um, which there have been a few, few people commenting on that, their human rights department and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, and there's been some pressure put on Mexico in regards to their detention processes mm-hmm. and these sorts of things. Uh, but, yeah, to, to break a new story, I guess we'll, we'll see, see and hear more in the coming days. Mm. Of course,
0: like detention centers, well, here in Australia, they were a big focus. I remember like early 2010s, the elections around that time, you've got like, you know, Kevin Rudd, Tony Abbott, like in that era, the idea of detention centers, Christmas Island was a massive, massive talking point here in Australia because of the conditions in in those detention centers. But it seems as though... Here in Australia, there's less of a focus. I don't know if it's because those places have necessarily gotten better, but it seems as though these kinds of centres in regards to immigration detention have always been pretty controversial.
1: Well, that's right. And, you know, I think, yeah, it it basically highlights how broken the system really is. And, you know, there there is room for reform, sensible reform in different ways. You know, if if you start losing life like this, (laughs) that's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. That's a massive problem. Uh, you can still, you know, there's room for smart policy here that, mm-hmm. that um, encourages, you know, le- legal processes, but doesn't yeah. put people in danger of their losing their lives. Yeah,
0: and it kind of, because they're this kind of, just adds to the controversy in the United States at the moment in regarding immigration and particularly illegal immigration. Well, this is Mexico. From Mexico, yeah.
1: (laughs) This is Mexico dealing with immigrants to Mexico. Yeah. (laughs) And then right next to the US.
0: Well, because you've, like, a lot of people commenting on the border situation at the moment saying that it's essentially a free-for-all, so many people are illegally crossing the border and it being okay, and so you've got that going on, and now, yeah, But into yeah, as you said, into Mexico from the rest of and I think that most people illegally entering Mexico They're on their way out. They have they're on their way to America. Like uh, Mexico is a pit stop to the United States. And so
1: and it's like the land of the free and the home of the brave. I'm part American. (laughs) Hundred Amer- percent American. Of course, you had to tell Australian us that while citizen. we're talking about like dual the <laughs> the,
0: uh, the failures and America. contentions of the <laughs> United States. But it's it's like okay, so they have this problem with uh, in in this era of you know in, of politics and political rule of less regulated borders that is leading to a bit of an illegal immigration crisis in the United States. But then simultaneously, in Mexico, the place in which like, for, for those on the other side of the fence that are saying, oh, we'll keep him down there, you know, we should we should strengthen the borders, then you're having controversies like this. So, oh, it, Jesus needs to come back soon. Amen. This is, we live in a violent world, we live in a sad world, and again, we'd love to hear your thoughts, 0491. 0491- 064 but I think all we can recognize from a story like this is just the tragedy
1: thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our community on facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM